You're listening to the team Top Figure Podcast. Your one-stop shop for entrepreneurship, lifestyle, and motivation. What's going on, everybody? Did you know you're an average of the five closest people to you? Yes, you're an average of those five. So one of the hardest things is to find like-minded individuals to be around you. Well, guess what? We've changed that right now. Introducing the daily meetup where we meet every single day, Monday to Friday, for an hour for accountability, talking about goals. It's a book club. We're literally going to be meeting every single day for an hour talking about your goals and how to get your life to the next level this year. The only way you can do that is to be around the right people. People. That's why this is an accountability circle. You're going to wake up on time. You're going to be around the right people. You're going to be sharing your goals and you're going to get held accountable. That's the most important thing. For just a dollar, you could try it for seven days. If you don't like it, you leave. If you like it, you stay. What are you guys waiting for? So go to thedailymeetup.com. This is a no-brainer. This is literally going to change the game. And this is the only step you need to go to the next level. Literally right now. So what are you waiting for? I'll see you on the other side. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another Top Figure Podcast. We're going to get into a special episode today. This is the end of the year special. So we had to bring two special guests, giving you a double the value on this episode. So today what we're going to go over is investing. You know, this is one of the most important things. And a lot of people don't know where to start. They don't know how to start. They don't know what to do. And it could get overwhelming out the beginning, right? So the first guest, all right, this guy, his name is PJ, right? He goes by Mr. PJ on Instagram. This guy's been working in corporate America, also investing in real estate, stocks, in the community, a philanthropist. He's been doing it all. So we're going to take some advice on how he does his real estate investing and manages his portfolio on Robinhood and things like that, that you guys could actually take the advice from here and actually apply it into your life. That's what this podcast is about. We give you actionable things that you could actually go apply after this. Our second guest, Demetrius. This man's been investing for over 20 years now in different things, in different industries, especially in the real estate market. These are two real estate gurus we got on the table, and we're going to go deep into it. So I don't got to do another big introduction. You guys know both of these guys. Welcome, PJ. Welcome, Demetrius, to the Top Figure Podcast. All right. So first, PJ, let the for the for the people that you know don't know what's your background story you know where are you from you know when did you decide to take this route of investing in yourself you know buying properties investing in the stock market like what's before all that like who are you like when you were before college playing at you know ohio state university you know playing professional ball before all that who was pj man listen man (laughs) i grew up in the heart of minneapolis so um, South Minneapolis. I actually graduated from uh, Minneapolis North. Mm-hmm. I'm one of nine kids, so I come from a big family, man. Mm. My dad grew up in the streets of Detroit. He didn't have nothing. And same thing, I grew up very humble beginnings. But one thing, I used basketball as my vehicle to achieve my life dreams, to bridge mm-hmm. social gaps. So that was kind of my vehicle to get an education, to do a mm. lot of things like that. So from North, uh, I ended up going to uh, Ohio State. Actually, I went to Midland one year. Midland College won a national championship there. And then I went to Ohio State three years, won a Big Ten championship. Then played professional for almost a decade. But wow. in my last year of playing professional, um, actually this whole time I was training kids at the at this gym, 43 Hoops. So I ran 43 Hoops, did a lot of training. And most of these kids I train are really wealthy kids, mm. um, kids with gyms in their household. So, mm-hmm. A lot of times these are executives and all of that. So, Mm -hmm. you know, you never see the dads. You usually see the moms, Mm -hmm. the nannies, nannies. different things like that. So 
uh, it was one day who was coming. You know, I'm training these kids in the summer when I'm back. Uh, it was one day who was coming every time, man. It didn't matter if it was 10 a.m., 1 mm -hmm. p.m. He was like uh, just showing up and just there in his son's life. So I asked him, man, what, what affords you all of this freedom? And he said, uh, I said, what do you do? He said, I'm the vice president of Wells Fargo, uh, Wells Fargo Advisors. So I said, dang, I'm looking for somebody to help me manage my money. So he's like, let's set up a meeting. So uh, I ended up going down there. And he said, PJ, man, before we uh, talk about your money, what you want to do after basketball? Mm. I was like, I don't know, you know? And uh, that was the start. He said, look, man, I was watching the U.S. Open. They started talking about athletes going broke from bad advisors in their life. Wow. And he was like, um, I've been watching you for two years on how you interact with people. You got all the gifts to be successful mm. in this business as a financial advisor, as a wealth advisor. And he was like, um, if I could pay you six figures for the first three to five years and after that seven figures and you be my partner and I pass you my whole book of business. He came, he was a hedge fund manager for 15 years. He wow. was in that space and he came to private wealth and he showed me the whole way. So I studied myself for the Series 7, Series 63, Series 65, passed them all on the first time, and boom, here I am, bro. And he showed me the whole game. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. And that's very impressive. Now, you mentioned something that, you know, doesn't happen a lot in our community, which he showed you the way, right? Yeah. A lot of times, I don't know what it is, but a lot of community people try to, like, hold things back rather than, like, wanted to see you shine you know what i'm saying like your light isn't gonna dim my light you right. know so how was that taking that advice and actually running with it some people do get the opportunity but their ego's in the way and they don't want to listen to somebody so how were you so willing to learn and like apply the knowledge so i'm gonna tell you something like about our people and when we talk about black and brown people mm -hmm. we are being raised with the crabs in the bucket mentality Whereas white folks, they're not the same right there. So mm. black people almost feel like for me to make it, then I have to pull you down. But it's not like that. Wow. And you see a lot of times white people, they'll give each other money. They'll, mm -hmm. group, they'll group their money together. And it's not about who has what or what cut, but it's about buying everything. Mm. And so my mentor is actually a six-year-old white man. So he like gave me the game. So I said, once I learn the game, then it's going to be my job to be like uh, a figure and be that image for our people and bring as many people as I can in. So now I'm in, I'm in the party of the, the financial world. How do I bring as many people? How do I liberate our people economically? And that's what I do. So I charge my wealthy clients and mm. I give the game to our people for free. Wow. But what you see is like, he, he'll be able to attest to this. A lot of our people, they'll soak up all the knowledge, but they won't do. They won't take action. So that's they, they paralyze. I don't know if it's fear of failure. I don't know if it's fear of the unknown, but they paralyze. So I give the game away for free to anybody who wants it. Not a lot of people are gonna act though. Wow. That's 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 an impressive background story. That's crazy background story. Our next yeah, our next guest is um Demetrius. So Demetrius, tell the people of how you also got started. You know what I'm saying? What were like the first steps that really the first steps that really had you set up, the first steps that really had you thinking the finance, like financial freedom and having your set up, investing in all these things before that. Yeah, well, my background is accounting and uh, computer science. And so um, coming back and actually starting my career, maybe towards maybe like the uh, the beginning of the dot-com era, the, 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 the bus. 
And but, so yeah, it was uh, a crazy time. Yeah, so it was a crazy time. To be <laughs> yeah, that was that was a perfect it time. It was a wild time time to be in. And uh, but basically just working in corporate America, you know, and um, uh, getting the experience, uh, being an accounting manager, being a controller, being a uh, IT director, I had wow. seventy five people reporting me directly. <laughs> wow. And so, uh, but that's corporate America. That's corporate America. And I was doing things that was I was told to do. Mm. And so, um, with that said, is that I pretty much got burnt out, you know. And uh, you get you get burnt out of corporate America because at the same time you you basically I say corporate America because I was a corporate American. Mm. You know, my job was my identity. Wow, <laughs> that's so, very powerful. So when people ask like, you know, one of those times they say, "What do you do?" It's not who are you. It's you know, what do you do? What do you do? Thanks. You see, and so um, and I just came I, I came to the point where I was tired, and at the same time it was just like I wanted something different. And I wanted to do my, um, I wanted to do what I wanted to do, mm. you know. And so, what what was the driving factor or the force of uh, making me uh, bounce or leave corporate America is that I would get into a situation where I had a better idea and I had a, a better approach on mm -hmm. handling the solution. Yeah. And my manager or supervisor or maybe you CIO, CTO, CTO, you know, yeah. Uh, they 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 probably didn't have the 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 uh, the, uh, the, uh, the deliberation or the freedom or maybe the time just to do mm -hmm. something different because it means unknown, and so um, which I knew that would work, but at the same time it's just having someone else being under control to when you want to uh, grow and flourish and you want to make new systems and make things happen and and you you're basically limited because of their uh, foresight that's not you know uh, foreseen. Mm. You see, and so that's what really drove me out. I just wanted to have the freedom of creativity. Mm. That's really know? important. And so, and that's and and that's when I decided I just needed to basically, basically. start my own business. So here's the thing, though, right? There's those people who still just you know can't quit their jobs, right? Let's really get into practical steps of taking the action of investing, PJ. What do you think is the first step? Like if I'm working corporate America, I'm making 50,000 a year, right? For example, mm -hmm. let's say I'm making 50,000 a year. I'm working at Target Corporate. Where do I start? How do I start? What's the first step that I can? So you start number one when you talk about real estate or even the stock market is, I tell people you can become a nine to five millionaire. So you use the money that you make and you start to invest that and you start to set that money aside to go towards your own dreams because what Demetrius said is true. What corporate America does, they pay you a salary to deter you from building your own Wow. because you're building somebody else's dream. dream. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, but being an entrepreneur is not for everybody either. It's though. That's the thing that yeah. a lot of people need to realize. This is not for everybody. This is for few, but everybody could invest. Mm -hmm. So, right. you know, I say that's start, true. go that's ahead true. if you want to. No, yeah, no, no, that's true. That. Yeah. So taking a part of your uh, income and then just like investing in yourself. I always like when I speak to kids and young, young high school kids, I always mm -hmm. say, you know, here's the three buckets, you know, save a little, spend a little, give a little. Whoa. So that's got to be it. So and that save a little is going into investing in yourself, investing to your future, investing in, you know, liberating yourself from time. Because what we work for with all of us, we're not going for a massive money. Mm -hmm. Wealth is true freedom of time. 
to mm. when nobody controls your time. Yeah. yeah. So then that's what Financial you invest. Independence. Yeah. And that's true independence. And I talk about that. So like just taking a portion of your money, investing in yourself, investing in something that can make money without you being there. You don't always mm. want to trade your time for money. You want something on the side that's working for you and building those passive income. So building that strength. And then once you get to a point where you're comfortable, then you can say, I can step away from my job, but do not do it without a plan. Right. I mean, that's, he'll be able to speak to that as an entrepreneur. That's, yeah, that, that's that's exactly uh, true. Is is that um, what happens is that when we're going to work every day, the, our most valuable time of the day is spent building corporations. Wow. Building someone else's mm. business. And so that's the plan A, though. But we all need money. money. You know? We all need because everybody all, needs money. It's not everything, but Thanks. we need it. We need, we need it. To, we need to. Uh, we need it to put our kids in good communities, good mm-hmm. schools. You know, it's not everything, but we need it. You see, and so um, your your job is Plan A, you know, and Plan B, and that's what I used to I used to struggle with. It's just like I want to be financially independent, you know, because I had a hard time getting comfortable in corporate America because I just knew that at any time that could be taken away from me. Wow! And then what about my mortgage? See, and what about mm-hmm. so that I never really jumped too far out the ledge, mm. you know, because of that, because of, of being dependent on corporate America and a job. And so focusing on plan B when you get into the investments in real estate. And like you said, is that everyone's not meant to be a business owner or entrepreneur, mm-hmm. entrepreneur. but at the same time, making investments, mm. you know, and, and real estate is a really good, even though you have to figure it out. I'm not going to lie. Both really of you guys are the people that I know that are crushing into real estate. How does like, let's say I am just working a normal job and everything, but I, I don't have a lot of money to invest, you know, because people think for real estate, do you need like, you know, $100,000 up front or what? Like, what's the bare minimum I could just come in comfortably? Like, I know this number in my head, then I could get let me, into let something. Me, let me ask you something. You pay rent. Mm-hmm. You pay rent? Yeah. Okay. All right. You make enough money to pay some nice rent. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So basically, uh, just say if you tighten your belt. Mm-hmm. You see. And so if you tie your belt and then you go make a home purchase, you have to have good credit, though. Yeah. Don't underestimate credit. <laughs> Credit's you, powerful. You need credit. Yeah. Everybody needs credit. Everybody needs. American way. Yeah. You can't survive without credit. Yeah. You got to leverage other people's you money. Yeah. You, need to, you need to leverage it. And so basically, like, I would tell people, like, you know, instead of buying a single family home, mm-hmm. you know, buy a duplex. Mm. Buy a four unit, something where you can live in and then you can have someone else help you pay your mortgage. You know, or if you if you can't buy a duplex or something, but you know, uh, maybe buy a townhome with more bedrooms, and you can rent it out to your friends or rent it out to people that you know. You see, but you always want to get an investment going to something that you have income coming in to help with that. Bars. And that's going to continue. Man. That's going to help you with your financial freedom. Bars. Financial what do you have freedom. to add on to that? No, that's perfect. <laughs> I'm gonna just give you the whole blueprint because I tell mm-hmm. people this all the time. So if you are a single individual, as you and your girl, the first thing you do is you buy a duplex. Don't buy a single family because you need, you know, you you live in one and then you rent out the other to pay down your mortgage. So that's the first thing I do. So here's my story. I can tell you exactly how I did it. I was living, like he said, in an apartment or in a a townhouse paying $1,600 a month. So I'm like, dang, I can actually be building my own equity by doing this. So I like search for like, like the next three to six months. And what mm-hmm. I did, I always say, look, the number one investment you can make is in yourself. Yeah. Mm. So then research, pay to do the research. First, I got my credit right. Mm. Then I said, okay, I need a job because banks, they do 
uh, income-based lending means you got to have a job, W-2s, to be able to prove to get a loan. But then you invest and you look for them first-time home buyers. So I bought my first home, 160000 I moved in there. Now I went from paying $1,600 in a, in a two-bedroom, one-bath uh, townhome with 1,200 square feet to an 1,800 square feet home, three-bedroom, two-bath, yard, all of that, $1,000. I lived there for two years, right? Sold that month for a hundred thousand dollar profit. So now I live there for two years, invested in there. So now I sell it for a hundred thousand. So 260, 263 actually, you get a tax free check because when you sell your real estate, anything under seven hundred fifty thousand, when you married or anything under five hundred thousand, tax free. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Repeat what you just said again. <laughs> this is bars that, well, Yo, the info that is, that's getting dropped today, this is straight <laughs> value. This is exactly why I like podcasts like this because they can take this information and go apply it right after. So, so repeat that exact step you just repeat because a lot of people are afraid of paying taxes and things like that. That's very important. Go ahead and say that again for the people in the back, you man. You sell your home mm -hmm. if you're living in that home. So first thing I want to tell, like how you get into a property, how we talked about it, is if you're living, if it's a owner occupied property mm -hmm. you're only going to pay three percent so if you buy a fourplex if you buy a duplex you're only going to put three percent down three to five percent down mm -hmm. so you're talking four hundred thousand that's twelve thousand dollars now if you're a first-time home buyer you mm -hmm. don't actually have to come up with all that money there's so many programs mm -hmm. because they want to deploy people they want wow. people to be homeowners right. especially minorities if you're willing to live in a city mm -hmm. that's the thing like so you don't even need to have all twelve thousand no Bro, listen. So there's no excuse. I put down literally $3,000 on a $160,000 home because I had a first-time home buyer program mm -hmm. that put $9,000 down mm -hmm. for me. But you also have to have the credit. You got to have the credit. The credit. So that backward, like he said. Yeah. So let's say, okay, so the first step now, guys, this is actionable things that we're giving you guys. Step by step, do this. Number one, fix your credit. Or if your credit's good, right? Let's say your credit good right now. This scenario is for a person that has good credit and they have that 50000 a year job working at Target Corporate. So they could go do this tomorrow. They can start looking. So the number one thing is you, you look for... Uh, so. If it's number one, we just start the base. Pull your credit because mm -hmm. right now, because of COVID, they allow you to pull your credit every week for free. For free. One time is at one point is one time a year, yeah. but because of COVID, okay, you can pull it unlimited. How do, how do they pull the credit? Is credit Karma annualcreditscore.com uh, okay. you'll get a free report from all three companies from TransUnion, Equifax and Experian. Right. You look at it if you have any negative things on there then you work on fixing those but if your credit is good then the first thing you do you go to a mortgage broker. Now you can go to a bank, but I say mortgage broker because they allow, they'll shop around and get the best deals for you. Mm. So I work for Wells Fargo Okay. Banks are in the business of making money. Money. Yeah. You know this yeah. personally. Wells Fargo, three out of every five mortgages in America, they have those mortgages. Whoa. So Wells Fargo personally three has- Three out of every five. We're the biggest home on, home lender in, a, in the world. <laughs> this is what we make our money on. So they're not going to have the incentive to give you the best rate. But if you go for a mortgage broker, they can shop around to some of these smaller places and get you the best rate. Now, do, how much do I pay the broker? Well, that, that'll be all in the fee. So it'll be in the a, fee. Yeah, okay, you find right. a good real estate agent. This is their job. They make money on the loan. So on the they loan. don't get through the loan, then there's no incentive. Right. Y'all hearing this stuff. This is crazy. So this is literally that we just gave step-by-step -step blueprint of how to do it. All right, next step, they get their house, right? They have their first property going, you know. 
how do you find the tenants now, right? Because you got to find the tenants. That's 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 what we got to worry because I buy well, a house, well, I'm sitting on it. How do you, you get the tenants? You you have to you have to have a plan. You, see, yeah. you just don't get something and, <laughs> and think you can like find something. You already should have you should have a list of people already mm-hmm. in line mm-hmm. that you want to work with. You want to be with. You know, having a tenant is almost like a, a marriage. Yeah. Having a roommate is like a marriage, you know. Mm-hmm. If you can't get a duplex, if you can't get a a, a three unit bill or something like that, you know, maybe start with the large town home that you can have someone, you know, renting out a room on a lower level, you know. So just basically do what you can at that point. Mm-hmm. You know, you may have relatives or something like that. Some work, some don't. But don't just go and buy property and then have to look for. It. You want to have an idea where you're going to get tenants from. Wow. You know? Yeah. And you can just uh, the second what he said he's spot on, and you can test the market by doing this because this is what I do with my rentals. I first say put out an ad on Craigslist. You can look on Craigslist. You can look on any mm-hmm. rental meter, and you can see what are rents going for in this area. So before I ever decide to get into this property, mm-hmm. then I'm gonna say, what is my what is the rents going for this area? What is the availability? How does my uh, duplex or my uh, the my apartment compared to all the what's available and what are the amenities what kind of renters am i looking for then you can put out them ads tester yeah. ads facebook yeah. yeah and then you put them out there and then people say oh i'm looking for this for this right. yep. right. yeah. yeah but you mm-hmm. test the market don't jump in without mm-hmm. testing the market because mm-hmm. i think a lot of entrepreneurs fail and they get weeded out because they jump in two feet into the damn deep right. end Without, without a clear plan, yeah, <laughs> without yes. a clear plan, you jump into plan. the deep end, and you can't swim. You'll drown. Yeah, you'll drown. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, for for instance, right, we're in Minneapolis. Um, with all the craziness going on, you know, we'll get deeper into that story. With the things that happen in with George Floyd here in Minnesota, you know, the sad story that you do actually own a property in that area, so. How does situations like this affect the rate of the property, you know, the depreciation and things like that? Uh, It's twofold. It's twofold. So I always say this. In times of crisis brings great times of opportunity. Mm -hmm. So what you look at is I do have a property over there, Mm -hmm. but I'm I got a long term strategy. So what I'm looking for right now is cash flow. I'm Mm -hmm. trying to get cash flow. Mm -hmm. So I moved out of that property that I was living in 36 and Elliott. And I got two renters in there now, top and bottom, <laughs> right. and I'm and I'm making six hundred dollars a door. Wow! And so now I say, what does that mean, a door? So a door, I got a duplex over there mm-hmm. in that in that neighborhood. So from each unit, I'm profiting six hundred dollars. So okay. then now I say, okay, everybody's scared of this neighborhood, but this is a really good neighborhood. You gotta, you mm-hmm. can't just look at the now. You gotta look at what's the, the past five years and then where it's going. Mm. If you look at uptown. There's nowhere else for Uptown to go but to expand this way. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about over 35, mm-hmm. W, and then over Sear. You go any more left, then you're in Edina, you're in Richfield, you in, I mean, you're in all these other cities, you know? So they have to expand over. And then it's in the city's best interest to invest in those neighborhoods that have been. So you're talking about Chicago, you're mm-hmm. talking about Lake Street, the corridor. I mean, Lake Street Coalition just got $300 million from the city. You think they're not going to build it up? So now why people are scared to move over there, the violence, this is the time to buy. Yeah. When there's mm. blood in the streets, then that's when you got to buy. <laughs> okay. That's crazy. So f- the reason why it's down because of situation that happened this summer. You were actually involved in a lot of the marches that was happening here in Minneapolis. A lot of the chaos and all the crazy stuff was going. You were actually one of the leaders in this. 
how was that experience during the summer and like what was happening and like what was going on and all the craziness that happened, you know? Yeah, it was unbelievable. So uh, I grew up right there on 38th Chicago. My uncle, my great uncle owns that church, mm -hmm. Worldwide Outreach for Christ, where in front of where he was killed. My buddies own all of the buildings around here. Um, so my mom and my great uncle, they actually see me. They mm -hmm. was out, but unbeknownst to them, they didn't know it was George Floyd. He was the murder mm -hmm. gonna change the whole world. But so many people was texting me and saying, like, you know, PJ, you got to do something. You're a leader in the community. So I felt then, like, I got to get involved, you know. Okay. And I and I said, I got to use my platform to uplift people to be the voice of the unheard. Because I was a professional athlete, because, I was in, because I'm in corporate America, because I have so many ties to people, I said, I'm going to use my platform. So we ended up, you know, with, with 10K, Tayo, Royce. We did some of these marches. Mm -hmm. And I went into the marches just trying to be a servant leader. Just yeah. lead out front, you know, be an example for people. But what do they say in, in a good book? It says, many are the plans in a man's heart, but it's the Lord's purpose that will prevail for your life. Wow. My gift is people, bro. Mm. Inspiring, leading, encouraging, creating a platform for them. So through this tremendous adversity, mm -hmm. my gifts rose to the top. And it says in a good book that a man's gifts will make room for him. So this is what happened. Wow. My gifts just made room for me. My gift for leading people, for, for people, mm -hmm. just brought me to the front. I never meant to do that. So now I've been on 60 Minutes with mm. President Joe Biden. I've been on CNN. I've been on every national Wells Fargo thing. posted Wells you. Wells Fargo. I've seen it on the app. So I've been you know, part of 100 Black Man national stuff. Mm -hmm. But all of this to serve my community, my people, and just give people a platform. I'm a serving leader. So I, how can I turn your wave into a tsunami? That's the first thing I said to you when I met you. Yeah. How can I help you? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. And, you know, a lot of people weren't understanding how big that actually was and how worldwide it went. Especially when there was a truck trying to come, trying yeah, to come kill our, people in, yeah, you know, one, one of, of the marches. marches. Yeah. There, it was, how many people were there? Over like 10,000 people? 20,000 people? Yeah. Insane. So... Between that, you know, being in corporate America and also being in real estate, you could say you have a lot on your plate, but you're not too busy to invest still. This is the thing that we're getting to, and I want people to understand. Some people say, like, hey, like, I'm too busy to be thinking and investing one, one right thing, now. One thing, sorry to cut you off, but one thing that we need to talk about is that, you know, like, when you have someone with, with multiple gifts and lots of talents, but at the same time, you're taking the time to explore your talent mm -hmm. because of your discipline. Yeah. When I look at you, I see a very disciplined man. Mm. You feel me? Yeah. And so without discipline, dedication, and drives, you're nowhere. So if you could be a, you want to be an entrepreneur, you could, you could be, you want to be a boss, you want to be anything you want to be. But if you don't have the discipline, if you don't have the discipline to, uh, to, to reach your to goals, reach you. to study, to plan, to, to learn, you know, he had to learn these things. Mm -hmm. You know, he could have just gave up if he didn't make it to the NBA or something. He just yeah. said, you know what? You know how I many people give up when they don't make it to the NBA? Yeah. Well, they don't make it through college. You see? But that discipline, we got to put a, we, and sacrifice. Yeah. We got to put away a lot of things. How many friends have you lost? Man, a lot. How many relationships have you a lost? A lot. How many family members have you a lost? Lot. <laughs> a lot. A lot. Because of your discipline? Wow. Yes. I mean, I didn't tell y'all my whole story, but so my Let's story go deeper is, into that. Oh, my story is crazy, man. <laughs> Listen, out of high school, I had no Division One offers. Wait. No Division no Two. No Division offers. Two? Nothing, bro. I went and actually tried out for a junior college in Texas. Wow. They called me. My coach, who was coaching me at AAU at the time, said, Look, I got a school down in Texas. You can come down here and try out. I went and tried out there and 
after the tryouts, the coach came right up to me and said, we're offering you a full ride. Boom. So I did that. Played a whole year there. Then in the summer, um, I was planning on going back to that school and everything. My coach called me at 1.30 in the morning on Thursday. I was in Florida with my sister at her national tournament. He said, PJ, it's a top 100 junior college players camp. Every big school in America, the Division One schools will be there. Um, will you be interested in coming? I said, Coach, is it going to be worth it? I don't have no way there. I'm in, I'm, in, I'm in Florida. I live in Minnesota. The camp is in Tulsa, Oklahoma. He said, if you can make it, it'll be worth it. My mom and dad gave me the money to fly back to Minnesota. I had no way to get to Tulsa. No way. I asked everybody I knew, but everybody I know ain't got no money. <laughs> Troy Bell, who was a former NBA player, ended up giving me the money. I asked him. I said, Troy, I'll pay you back, man. I'll give you the money back. Gave me the money. What I did is I missed all the flights to Tulsa. I drove 13 hours. Whoa, you drove 13 hours. Got there the next morning, 8 a.m. That's what it takes. Like any, and what I always tell people about my story, boom, I get there the next morning, I played and instantly had all division one, Ohio State. They had just went to the national championship. They the one who offered me. Uh, Brad Stevens, it was his first year at Butler, offered me a full ride. But all it is, faith is what you believe in in the dark world was told to you in the light. So I always knew I was going to make it. But in them times when I never had no scholarship, you got to continue to work. Yeah. You got to continue to work. Because your opportunity to come and you will not yeah. be ready. That's mm -hmm. crazy. And you drove down there. Man, like, what was it the moment that, like, you heard those offers coming in? Like, was it tears of joy? What, yeah. what, what was going on in your head? Because to drive 13 hours overnight not sleeping and play the next day and perform like that takes like another level. I can't even think of the level of commitment. Yeah, really, that is. You know, um, it, it says in the good book, do not get weary in doing good for in due time. You'll reap the harvest. You so righteously deserve. If you do not give up or grow faint of heart. So that's why I talk about success, man. It's really a marathon. And yeah. when you living right and you doing things the right way, you, you basically taking the stairs yeah. because people who take the elevator or take shortcuts, that leads right to failure. Mm -hmm. So it, it takes time to be good. And yeah. to the outside world, to your friends, to your family, mm -hmm. it'll look like you're behind. Yeah. But everybody who's living the right way is behind <laughs> until you get there. And then they like, oh, you're an overnight success. But it's been 20 years of me doing <laughs> right. this. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's they the, say it's the turtle to win the race. Yeah. You've yeah, seen, you seen the cartoon? You ever seen the cartoon? Tortoise in the hair. Yeah, tortoise in the hair. Yeah. No, there's this one quote that says, um, fast success builds ego, slow success builds character. Facts. Because this is the thing I say, you never want your character, I mean, you never want your talents to take you a place that your character can't keep you. This is why so many NBA players or so many wealthy people jeopardize their character or get their waste all of their money or mm -hmm. do something to compromise themselves mm -hmm. because their talents took them a place that their character can't keep you. Every step along the journey is important because you build character. You're building your character. Wow. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. But like, what would you say? Let's say like, um, I'm in high school right now, you know, and I'm trying to still get to the NBA. You know, that, that that's a small window, right? Is there a strategy to give them like a Division One offer? Well, the the strategy is it's no trick. You got to work hard. You got to be talented, but you got to be willing to put in the time. And in this generation today, you know, we live in a microwave generation Everybody where everything wants. is instant. Now. But success is crockpot, bro. <laughs> it's slow cooking. It's a slow grind. <laughs> yeah. But what would you say to the kids that don't have like those parents that could be taking them to the AU games that are expensive? Yeah, that then could you, be, yeah, then you you, you know, really no? got to step up. And you know, look, life. What happens to you in life is like 
You know, nothing that you can take on, but it's your responsibility to be successful. Mm -hmm. So you got to do what you got to do. We all come from crazy stories. Yeah. Like, we all come from stage crazy stories. Right. So yeah. if you're going to make it, you have to step up and you got to own your own success. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's when you own it. When yeah. you go through it. That's you know, because everybody has broken, broken families. Yeah. You know, we're not mm -hmm. the only person who go through things. You're not the only people people who who, who have hardship, who wow. fail. Thanks. That's know? so everybody go through that. It's life. So you know? that that's insane. Moving on to the next quick topic. I know you got to go here pretty soon. Um, right now, right? I do, I have some money. What's the best time to get into real estate? Like, what's the best time to start? Like, okay, I have down payment, all these things. Because I'm hearing some people saying like, yo, the market's about to crash around like. April, yo, like when's the best time to just get in? I'm going to let him answer that because I don't do the timing. I, you know, I think like if you have the plan, you got to get in because you spend your time hopscotching. If you're waiting for the right time, it's right. never going to be the right time. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to let the so, OG answer. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to answer it. I'm ready for it. So so basically like the, the good time to get into real estate is when the interest rates are low. Yeah. <laughs> when the interest rates are low, that's one. But at the same time, too, if you got a plan, if the interest rates are high, but if you got a plan, you know, you can see it through. But I would also add this is when you mentioned that everybody's saying the market is crashing, right? But just so, just, just ask yourself, how would that affect you if you bought a house and you got an interest rate locked in at about 2.5%? If the interest, if the real estate market crashed, so what? <laughs> you got your house at 2.5%. So you going off of speculations about what people say. People always going to say things. People always going to speculate. Wow. You see what I'm saying? So you make your plan. You make your decision. You get into the real estate. It's the best time to get into it when the um, interest rates are low. I got into it when interest rates was high at about 10%, mm. 9%, Ooh. 12 13%. <laughs> Whoa. You see, that didn't stop me. I kept doing it. You know? kept doing so it. that's what you got to do. You know, that's... So that's, that's the best time, like you said, when you plan. Guys, you know. we're ending the year off strong. This is probably one of the, one of the best episodes we did this year because both of y'all dropped gems that they could listen, write down, and apply. Right? Mm -hmm. We wanted to end the year off like that. PJ, where could they find you? You know, how could they hit you up if they have any questions? Your yeah, socials? they can. Yeah, my my Instagram is where I do a lot of the stuff. So, yeah. uh, Mr. PJ Hill. Okay. At Mr. PJ Hill. At Mr. PJ Hill. Uh, Demetrius, let them know they can find. Yeah, you. yeah, you can find me at Legacy Media. Yeah. Uh, Legacy Media. Um, or Legacy Media or, or Legacy uh, uh, Bulldogs. Okay. As well. But uh, I want to I want to add one thing too. I know you got the mm -hmm. call and everything no, no, too. I want to talk about sacrifice. Mm. You know, it's 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 the end of the year right now. People want to celebrate. People want to celebrate, and people want to celebrate the new year. People want to celebrate the old year going out. But the thing is, is just like let's not get too hung up on celebrations without writing down our goals and our tasks. So what we're gonna do? How the failures that we have for 2020, and then how could we make 2021 better? You know, and and just I just I just want to tell everyone it's just like. Now is the time for sacrifice. Mm -hmm. Now is the time to sacrifice and put away some of the things that are distraction that, that that are distracting you. And it could be anything. It could be people, places, things. You know what you what we consume, what we eat, what we drink. But you'll never be successful if you're not willing to sacrifice. That's period. a fact. And so, and, I, that's, and that's, that's what everybody's step. doing right here. We've all made sacrifices, and that's important. You could be, you could, you could have, you could have the aspirations to be anything you want to be. But if you're not willing to sacrifice. You know, and I'm gonna end the story. I'm, I'm gonna end this uh, with one story that I met. I met someone that uh, during during uh, college, and uh, we were close. 
But she told me, she said that, and, and I, just like everybody else, I went through it. <laughs> you know, I went out, partied, everything too. You know, happy hours and clubs and all that, popping yep. bottles, you know. <laughs> and so, uh, but uh, what she mentioned to me, she said one thing. She said that you would be, uh, you would be successful, you know. You would be somewhat successful and you would have, you would have money, you would touch money, but you will never be wealthy. And then I asked her why. She said, because you worship too many gods. You see? Wow. This was like when I was like fresh out of college. You know, I was partying. I was making a lot of money. Mm-hmm. You know, I was working out like hell, drinking like hell. You know, and so it was just like running around. But the thing is, is that with these other gods, you know, like the, the, the so many distractions. Distractions. But that, when she told me that, it hit you. everything stopped. And that's when I began to sacrifice. That's real. And then I just shot up. I'm going to give him one quote. We're going to end it with one <laughs> quote. Let's end you it. always got to be willing to sacrifice who you are for what you will become. Whoa. Say that be, again for yeah. the people in the back. <laughs> you got to be able to sacrifice at any that's time who like you it. are for so what you will become. Yeah. Man, PJ, Demetrius, we appreciate you guys. This is probably one of the most informational episodes wow. we had all year this year. We Guys, we end in this strong. Mm-hmm. Take a screenshot of this. Share it on your social media. If you got any value from this, tag both of them. Tag at Team Top Figure. Let us know you're rocking with us. This is going to be... Let's get this to business. Top 100 2021. We're going to get this podcast to Top 100 with your help. Share on show, share on social media. We'll tag you guys. We appreciate you guys. Hey, appreciate both of you guys for coming right, on on this real estate episode. Man. Let's uh, invest 2021. Let's invest 2021. All right, guys. Appreciate yeah. you guys. We're out. All right. Peace.